0: In this episode, we're going to be talking about the bomb of non-judgment and how by practicing non-judgment, we can actually learn to reduce our own suffering. So the inspiration for this episode comes from my journey through the subway. And during the pandemic, I had essentially learned not to really go outside and therefore not to be around milling strangers and as a result part of me had actually forgotten how to navigate these kind of surroundings without judgment i found myself looking for a map of the station and there was a random lady standing in front of it and instantly my mind was angry instantly i thought to myself Why is she standing in front of the map? Don't other people need to use it? Doesn't she realize that she's blocking something important for others? And I could just feel my mind becoming angrier and angrier. And that's when I decided to observe and kind of reflect on this because I realized, wow, I had just entered the station. I wanted a nice smooth journey. And yet because of my judgment of this person who I don't even know, I don't know nothing about, and she may not have had bad intentions, maybe she just didn't notice, I had disturbed my own sense of peace. So for this episode, I thought I really want to find some great stories about non-judgment as well as some wisdom on how we can actually practice non-judgment in a way that makes sense to us. So the first story is about a man who had a beautiful horse. Now, this horse was beloved by everyone. People from all over the city would come and look at this horse, admire this horse, because they thought, wow, what a beautiful commodity. I'd love to buy this horse off of you. But every time the man refused, he was like, "'Well, this horse is a person to me. "'This horse is not an animal that I could just sell. "'I can't sell it, even though I'm poor "'and I don't have much.'" And so when the villagers, the people who lived near him and his neighbors, saw that, they thought, "'Oh, what a misfortune. "'What a terrible thing. "'You're missing out on all of these riches "'simply because you refuse refused to sell your horse.'" And then one day, the horse went missing. And again, they said, "'Oh, how terrible.'" because you didn't sell your horse when you could have now the horse is gone and they it's probably stolen and all because you weren't careful then the man is like well you know I don't consider this a good thing or a bad thing it is just a thing that happened and then afterwards the horse comes back and again the villagers say oh what a wonderful thing Because the horse didn't just come back alone. The horse came back with 12 different horses to accompany it. And then now the villagers had changed their tune into making it, oh, what a wonderful blessing. Now you have so much more horses you can sell. You can make a business out of this. And again, this guy at this point had gotten really tired of essentially reminding them, you know what, please leave me alone in my non-judgment. When my horse was there... It was there he or they is a part of my family they are a friend i don't need to consider their presence as necessarily a huge blessing or a huge misfortune another thing is when the horse went missing it is neither a blessing or a misfortune it just is and then when the horse came back with more horses it just happens it's not necessarily a super good thing that you need to be attached to nor is it a bad thing that you need to be unhappy about so he kind of ended up with this quote which is don't judge who knows where it is a blessing or not it is only a fragment unless you know the whole story how can you judge you read one page of a book how can you judge the whole book you read a sentence in a page, how can you judge the whole page? You read a single word in a sentence, how can you judge the whole sentence? And even a single word is not in the hand. Life is so vast, a fragment of a word, and you've judged the whole. Don't say that this is a blessing. Nobody knows. And I am happy in my non-judgment. Don't disturb me. I think what's wonderful in this story is that instead of focusing on what overall was happening, he just focused on the present moment. What is at hand? When his horse was there, he was happy to have his horse. When his horse was not there, he accepted it and hoped for the best. But because of the kind of mental pollution of all the villagers of the judgment whether this is a bad thing whether this is a good thing whether this is something that you should be stressed about or not Um, all this frenzy that is what causes stress the judgment of it the judgment of the situation especially when we don't have a lot of information as to what is going on the second story about judgment is a simpler one and this is by paul coelho And this is about essentially a man who had a wife who would put clothes to hang in their back room. And every day, the neighbor would come by and say, oh, those clothes look really dirty. I think you should tell your wife how to wash clothes properly. And he said, no, I think they're clean. And she said, I don't think so. And this happened on and on until one day, the lady came by and she saw the clothes and they're like, wow, these clothes are very clean. And then he said, yeah, I finally got around to cleaning the windows. And so it kind of transpires that it wasn't necessarily that the clothes were dirty, but it was that her view of the clothes were dirty. And as a result, she saw something that wasn't there. Both of these stories, I think, really encapsulate the fact that when we are going about our day, we don't know what is actually happening in someone's head. They could It could be a bad thing, it could be a good thing. I think this is not to say our judgment of people, especially when they do bad things, could be wrong. I think the point is that whether we judge them or not, when we judge people negatively, when we see into them negatively, it hurts us. And it creates a burden for us because now we have to process that hurt and hold on to that hurt because we're afraid of what will happen if we're not aware of it instead we can just see what happens as it as it is so if someone does something to me or like someone if the lady is standing in front of the map well then she's just standing in front of the map doesn't have to be that she's insulting me or angering me or kind of doing something wrong that's like pur- pur- like purposefully meant to irritate others or to be malicious, and even if it were malicious, the reality is that by holding on to that judgment, we're hurting ourselves more because it's so much energy to think that way. We're channeling all of that all of the energy that we can have towards just looking for solutions, seeing things as they are, and not imposing our own negative thoughts or negative spin on it. We could be free of that judgment and free of the burden of having to carry it around and preserve it and hold on to it. And now when I think about that situation and how easy it is to just let go of whatever I had thought, this judgment of this person I didn't even know, I feel so much lighter because I know that instead of having to continually judge and continually filter what everyone is doing through the lens of our mind and hold on to those judgments, I can simply just see everything around me as it is and not read into why or why not people are doing things unless I actually have to, unless it's very necessary, unless this is a professional, personal situation that requires it. In that way, In this situation such as navigating the subway and navigating a public space where most of the time there is no point to really putting that energy into it because you're never going to see these people again. I could just pass by people whether or not they perform or do things that may seem hurtful or may seem really nice. I can still just pass by them with non-judgment and just hope for the best for everyone instead of like having to build these narratives in my head about this person and why what they're doing is bad and why it's hurting me. The funny thing is that I think in the practicing of judgment towards others, we're hurting ourselves first and foremost. The first person who gets hurt when we judge others is ourselves because that other person that you're judging, the subject, doesn't even know that you're judging them unless you verbalize it. But first, before you verbalize it or make any action, you have to feel that fire inside of you and carry it. And that hurts. Instead of that fire, we can actually exercise the bomb of non-judgment. And we can just see what happens as is without reading into negative intentions, without reading into maliciousness or anything bad. And as a result, we don't have to carry this idea of this person and why they're angering us with us. We can let it go, put it on the ground, and see only what we need to see of the situation before we carry on with the rest of our days. I hope you enjoyed the stories as much as I did. I hope you're able to reflect and see when you are judging others and also be able to let go of that judgment because I think it's very natural to judge. But what is unnatural or rather not that beneficial is to hold on to that judgment and let it weigh you down when instead you could be channeling that into your own joy and your own self and your own happiness. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you have a beautiful and safe week ahead of you. Until next time.